the text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our gospel reading for today, uh, where Jesus tells Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You must be born again. Those are Jesus' words to Nicodemus. And initially, for sure, Nicodemus did not know exactly what Jesus was talking about. How could he be born again once he was now old? Surely it was not possible, he said, to jump back in his mother's womb and be born a second time. But of course, Jesus was not referring to a second physical birth that one should have to undergo. He was speaking of a birth that only the Spirit of God could bring about for a person. We might summarize what Jesus sought to taught Nicodemus this way. You are either born twice or you die twice. Do you understand what I mean? Well, Nicodemus did not understand, and he was a great teacher in the church. So let us slow down and explain this and explore it a little. You see, every one of us today who hears these words has had the experience of being born in the flesh, although we don't remember it much. The two became one, and the one became you. And all humans have this in common. But you see, Jesus says that that kind of birth is not enough to bring forth the kind of life that he wishes for humanity to have. He says to have the abundant life that he wishes for you to have, you must be born again. You must be born twice. Jesus says that one must be born of the water and of the Spirit to truly have the life he wants us to have. Now all this talk about being born again is rather familiar talk to those of us who have been in the church for a while. For the church talks pretty often in this language. But I don't know that we talk about dying twice nearly as much. But know this again, if you're not born twice, you will die twice. The book of Revelation is the book that speaks about a second death. Oh, it speaks about the first death also, that one that we will all know, physical death. Dust we are, and to dust we shall return. But the book of Revelation says there is an even more dreadful death that one can experience. And what is that death? Well, it is to be separated from God forever. It is to be cast into the lake of fire and torment. It is to share this fate with the cowardly and the faithless, the detestable murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. This death will come to everyone who is not born twice. To everyone who is not born of the water and of the Spirit, physical death comes to all. But this second death touches only those who refuse to be born again from above. So how is one born again? 
Well, not by following some sort of rigid rule or procedure. Instead, we are told that this birth comes down from above. In other words, it comes from God. It is his doing. It comes in his words. It comes in water that is poured out. It is given in baptism as the Holy Spirit does his work there. It is received as one lifts up their eyes to behold Jesus upon the cross. You see, for those who believe and are baptized, the second death is not even an issue. It will not touch them. They will not feel the heat of the lake of fire. They will never be separated from God, and they will be gathered unto the faithful. And so you and I, we're good, right? We've been to the font. The Spirit has blown his new life upon us. We have been born twice. And so we're saved from the second death. And all of this, not by our own effort, but by the gracious hand of our Heavenly Father. All of that's true, right? Well, yes, it is. All of that is yours in Christ Jesus. But the sad part is, many times we decide that we will leave this newness of life that we have been given behind. We will no longer claim that which God has given to us very freely. Really, in essence, that happens each time we sin. You see, children leave behind the newness of life they have been given under the authority of their parents in order to assert their own independence. Spouses sometimes leave behind the newness of life that they've been given in Christian marriage to let their eyes or their minds find pleasure in someone outside that marriage. People leave behind the newness of life given in sobriety in order to escape through addiction to food or drugs or alcohol. And each time we do that, we are leaving behind that newness of life that God has given to us. Oh, at the time, we don't think of it that way. We don't think that we're making an active choice to leave behind the life that God has given to us by the Spirit, but we are. We don't realize that we're choosing death instead of continuing in life, but we are. We think that we have everything we need and can go on in sin, and yet the Bible says we cannot. We must confess those things to our Father and receive his forgiveness. Yes, we should know as the people of God who have the word of God that indeed we cannot go on separating ourselves from God. And yet sometimes we act as if we just don't understand everything that God is asking of us. For you see, life, even given by the Spirit, is a life that must be nurtured rather than destroyed. Just as no one would take a newborn baby and leave them alone for weeks and expect the life that they had to go on without any care, so also it is with the spiritual new life we received in baptism. You see, we are indeed made alive there at that font, but we need the continual nurture of God himself to remain alive. We need to be cared for in order that we can remain in the abundance of life that has been given to us by our Jesus 
through his death and his resurrection. And since we need nurture, God has given us a mother for this purpose. You see, in the early days after the Spirit came down upon the apostles, the church itself as a whole was given a nickname, Mother Church. Why? Well, because the people understood that in the church, the Holy Spirit was continuing to sustain us in life and to call us away from death. He understood that in the church, that word that reigned there was the very thing that was keeping people alive in the faith. Yes, participation in the church is how God has chosen to keep us nurtured in this faith. It is the way that he has chosen to protect us from the second death. You see, in the church of Christ, God's word is there. And it graciously rebukes us when we wander away from the newness of life that we have been given. Through God's word and sacrament, he restores us that life time and time again as we turn to him in repentance. Yes, day by day and week by week, God nurtures us in this faith and life. Now, this life is not something you can earn or grab yourself, and it's not something you can keep in yourself of your own doing either. If you think so, then you're in big trouble. Well, the Lord made clear to Nicodemus that flesh can only watch out for things of the flesh, but that the gift of the Spirit had to come from above. Only the Spirit could give eternal life. Yes, that life has to be given and it has to be received. We might say that we have as much to do with our spiritual birth as we did with our physical birth. Oh, but have no doubt, on the last day, there will be that second death that far too many will experience. The Bible says that those whose names are not written in the book of life, those who have not been born twice, will learn on that day that their physical death is not the worst thing that ever happened to them. But let's be absolutely clear. God does not want even one person to experience that lake of fire. Even the Bible says that that lake of fire was prepared for the devil and his demons, but not prepared for God's creation of humanity. God desires that all would be born twice in order that they don't have to die twice. And I have no doubt some will join the devil on that day, not because God wants it to happen, but because they stubbornly refuse to take the new life that Jesus had died to give to them. Dear Christian friends, God does not want you to taste of the second death. He wants that life that he has given you in baptism to remain with you your whole life long and to continue right on through physical death unto life everlasting he wants that so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world to die on the cross for you. He desires it so much that he sent out his church full of the Holy Spirit to all the ends of the earth. He wishes for it so intensely that he claimed you at the font and he continues to nurture you through his word and through his supper. Yes, you must be born twice, if you don't want to die twice. 
Thanks be to God that his son has made all of this possible. Yes, thanks be to God that he has come and given to us everything that we have need of. Thanks be to God that he nurtures this life in us day by day and week by week. By God's grace, you will see the kingdom of God. By God's grace, you will on the last day enter into that kingdom in all of its fullness. You will live eternally with God. And all of those who have been born twice, those who have been born again by water and the Spirit, this is what the Father desires. This is what the Son has assured. This is what the Spirit delivers to you this day. As perhaps that most famous of all Bible verses reminds us, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. May God grant that to us again this day. We ask it in his holy name. Amen.